I personally believe, like, no sex before marriage, if you take out religion out of the equation, I think it's something, like, like psychologically, like, healthy to just share this one thing with one person. This is such, like, a very... um unpopular opinion i think among our generation though because i you know most people are just like oh you know like you have to be very like you have to have had a lot of sex to be able to please your partner your future partner and i, I really feel as though like it's more than just kind of your past Welcome to Miscellaneous Thoughts, the podcast where we talk about religion, politics, and all that jazz. And today's episode, we have a special guest. Before I introduce her, um, we're going to be talking a bit about dating, religion, and marriage. And kind of just get it into like just the differences between men and women and how, how they're viewed in regards to like the dating sphere and how marriage is kind of thought about in both, with both genders. So before we go any further, um, Haya... Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, my name is Chaya. I am a mental health graduate student, just like Sharifa. We're in school together. I am a religious Jew. And this topic about dating and religion is something that comes up all the time when I meet people, when I talk to family and friends. So I'm excited to talk about it here today. All right, so let's get into this. So let's talk about dating and religion. So, how much weight do you place on your partner being religious? Yeah, this is something I'm struggling a lot with recently. Um, I would like someone religious, but just as time goes on and I meet other couples and stuff like that, I see how people, like two couples are on different levels of religion. Some are more observant than others, and things still work out Mm -hmm. but I think like the basics of like believing in God and you know being respectful towards the community and some of the basic um, laws that they keep and that's that's what I prioritize in a a partner yeah I think I'm kind of the same way too I mean for me it would have to be like more than just religion I have to be also like have to be spirituality but also the same denomination too because I feel like my denomination has like a lot of different things that I feel like if you're not like into it, it might seem like it's bur- burdensome. And like I wouldn't want someone to be, feel like as though they're, they're like burdened to like do everything to keep the Sabbath to like to pray or whatever. And so I think it would have to be the same religion, but also same denomination for me. It would just be easier when it comes to just dealing with things in life and even raising our children, I think, too. Yeah, for sure. That's a that's a really big factor. So do you think your family would accept your partner if they weren't? as religious as you would want them to be? Like, can you date someone who probably was more secular? Yeah, I I have gone out with people that are more secular, and when I bring it up to my parents, they seem like they're fine with it. They kind of joke around saying, like, oh, I could bring them more closer to God. But I think even if um, the other person wasn't interested, but they were, like, you know, kept the basics, they my parents would be very happy as long as I'm happy hmm yeah I think my parents would also kind of be on a similar wavelength kind of I mean my mom would probably want to also be Seventh-day Adventist because the differences in values and like things that we keep like the Sabbath and whatnot is kind of like it could be incompatible but I think for the most part my mom is kind of like whoever you date once you know once they respect you once they love you that's good 
have you kind of like seen any double standards between men and women when it comes to dating? Oh yeah, definitely for sure. Um, well, with my community, it's pressured or it's like you know the norm to get married, you know, after high school, and girls are supposed to you know remain pure and a virgin. And with guys, it's not emphasized. They could, you know, have their whole phase. And then once they decide to settle down, um, they settle down and they go for the, you know, the good girls. And um, it's like a big thing that I struggle with personally. I don't, I really don't like this way of living. Yeah, I feel like a woman's past isn't kept, isn't like held against her. Right? I mean, it, no, I'm lying. It is held against her, but a man's past isn't. Like, it's like men are expected to kind of like, you know, to, to sow their wild oats or whatever. And so, like, when, when you hear women who have like a, a, a high body count, it's like, oh my gosh, you're so loose, whatever. But a guy that has like, you know, a lot of previous partners, it's like, oh, he's just being a guy. Like, it's, it's fine. It's whatever. But it's interesting that like, growing up, like, this is what I would hear all the time. And now when I have conversation with like, guys from maybe like other jewish communities um who are more modern and do have sex before marriage they tell me they're like oh i wouldn't want to marry a virgin because i want someone experienced and i'm like wait what this changes everything like the way like i was brought up like because there was so much emphasis and like so much respect for these girls Mm -hmm. that do um are virgins before marriage and like hearing this now i'm like this is very conflicting. Yeah. I mean, so do you kind of think that sexual compatibility is a thing? Like, do you think, like, the more the, the more of a sexual past you have, the more compatible you'll be with your partner? I don't think so. I personally believe, like, no sex before marriage. If you take out religion out of the equation, mm-hmm. I think it's something, like, like psychologically like healthy to just share this one thing with one person because if you have a number of people you slept with once you end up settling down and getting married let's say you end up not sharing a bed with just you and your partner you end up sharing a bed with all your previous partners and you just you know compare in your head and i don't think that's healthy it's not healthy for a relationship but i think if you have all the other things in common the um emotional connection the mental connection then the physical connection you will you will have it that connection if you have the love and all the respect and care for the person you will have that connection in the bedroom exactly i think this is such like a very um unpopular opinion i think among our generation though because that you know most people are just like oh you know like you have to be very like you have to have had a lot of sex to be able to please your partner your future partner and I, I really feel as though, like, it's more than just kind of your past, I think, like, because everyone is so different, like, not because it worked with somebody else who's going to work with your current partner. And I think a big part of, like, sexual compatibility is just real intimacy. Like, if you really know your partner, then I think, like, things will probably be way better than it would normally be if you don't, like, you're just doing it for fun. And you're not really doing it with real intention and, like, with connection with them. Mm-hmm. But I wonder, what do you think about, like, I don't know, in my experience, guys tell me, like, but this is something I need to experience before, like, getting really serious and eventually marrying the person I need to, you know, sleep with them. Do you think they genuinely believe that 
they need to experience that because you know that's part of a relationship which i understand it is a big factor of a relationship or you think they just you know want to sleep with the person mm. i think maybe it could be both i think sometimes there are guys who really just think like the sex has to be good for the relationship to be to be valid but i think some are just like you know i just want to have sex with the girl and you know that's all there is to it and so I think it's a little bit of both, but I feel like with the first one, with the whole, like, I must test the car before I drive it, I feel like it's kind of like what we're saying. It's this whole thing like, oh, if, you know, if the sex isn't good in the beginning, then that means that we're not compatible. And I feel like, like, I've heard people talk about, like, married couples talk about their sex lives or whatever. And they say how, like, as they get closer, as they kind of know their partner, things get better. Like, in the beginning, it's like, okay, they're trying to still discover themselves and explore themselves, explore their partners, whatever. But, like, as things progress, it's like, okay, you know what? communication is there and whatever it becomes way more easier way more like way more way more enjoyable because the connection is there so yeah yeah i i agree with that mm-hmm. i guess i'm kind of i'm kind of wondering though like do you think that do you think that there's kind of this this thing sold to men that like men men need sex to survive because i've kind of been hearing this kind of like play out in many circles and i just feel like I don't know. I'm just like, I don't know how true that is. Like this whole thing that like, men must have sex, like, or, you know, like, I don't know, they, they're explode or whatever. It's just kind of like, they must need sex to survive. If they don't have sex, they're not going to be okay. And I feel like, I mean, I have thoughts on it, but I want to hear your thoughts first. What do you think about that? Yeah. Um, actually, fun fact, uh, in my undergrad, I took women's psychology and I learned that women crave more sex than men. You know, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so growing up from, you know, um, parents who are from another country, you know, have kind of like a really old-fashioned way of thinking, it, all I hear was like, this is what men need, this is what men want, and like, they would do anything for it, and I don't know, I don't know, I think like with um, like media and society, they just like build it up with like, you know, all these advertisements with like, very very sexualized like even like the other day my sister was looking online on amazon to buy a watch for my dad for his birthday mm -hmm. and what was the ad it was a lady in a bikini wearing the watch but it's a watch for men <laughs> so like things like that i think it just like you know puts it on display everywhere and then i guess convinces men like oh this is what you need and this is what you want yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like I talked about this in another episode about how, like, a lot of purity culture, I think, tells women that, like, they, like, they must have sex for their male partners, like, the men need it. And I feel like very little um, discussion is placed around their own needs. So it becomes this thing which women are always kind of like, they're, they're, having sex of obligation not because they actually enjoy it or because you know like it's something they want to do with their partner and i think like you know a lot of women like it's just like okay i have, I have to do this thing for my partner like, i have to do it it's like my obligation like it's my duty and i think it's very toxic because it's like if you're doing something just because you have to do it then like there's no like joy there's no love in it it's just like okay here you go this is it and it takes away i think from the real like the real way in which i think sex was meant to be enjoyed between two people so i guess on the same like kind of thought 
do you think that men are most likely to settle in relationships? Like I've heard someone, some people say like, well, men, the, the people that got, the women that men marry are the women that they actually never really want to initially, but that it's it just kind of like, you know, it's maybe they're 30 years old and they want to get married and that's the only woman around them. Like, do you think the men generally settle when they get married? I don't think so. I feel like maybe women feel that way. Mm. But men, I think they, I think they really, like from my experience, I, I've seen guys who like have their quote unquote whole face and then they just meet one girl and they're like, hmm, I don't think I just want to mess around with this one and they end up getting married. I think like once they like see something they like or see someone they could build a future with, that's that's who they I guess settle for but I think women have it more when they they're like okay I'm at an age where there's like no single guys around at this point Mm -hmm. this guy looks like he could you know make me happy and I could build a family with him and then they settle are you saying that women settle more than men yeah if you like in my community I would say like at the age of 30 like that's considered very late and like that's my experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I like we always kind of hear this thing where like women are just like, well, it's it's um packaged in a way in which women are women are stated to like be more into like emotions and like feelings and the you know like the less less superficial connection, but men are more about like attraction and looks, and that you know you know women are most likely to kind of settle, I guess, kind of in dating because because they are more connected to like the, the guys like emotions and their heart and not how they look. And so like, I've heard kind of both sides, you know, women settle, sometimes men settle. I don't think maybe necessarily it's settling because, um, you know, there's a lot of like talk right now about what I hear from like other girls around our age saying like, don't go for the hottest guy. He's usually going to be like, you know, maybe narcissistic maybe a little controlling because you know he knows he's like a hot shot um and um go for a guy who's like you know either cute or like you know maybe like rated a little lower than you because they're not gonna leave you because they're gonna value you like 10 times more because they're like oh i got this you know because you're the potty because i oh because okay it sounds like you're saying that the women they choose guys that are, aren't as like aren't as attractive because then they'll value them more. Like they'll be more of the prize. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and that's also a little bit of a messed up way of thinking, but like, I feel like that's the reality nowadays. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna shift topics a little bit and then come back to just I guess dating. Well, more so marriage. But would you? like try a long distance relationship I think yeah because I feel like one big factor when it comes to like long distance relationship in the secular world is like the sex aspect where you don't get to do that with your partner Um, and for me I personally I value that part of the uh, my religion and like, also, even if religion wasn't a factor, I value. So I feel like it would be easy for me to have a long-distance relationship where I really get to know the person and really connect with them um, without the physical parts playing a factor. 
Yeah. Yeah. Communication becomes so much more important when you guys are so far away. Would you do a long distance relationship? I don't know. I've been thinking about it. I feel like I'm not opposed to it. But if someone I was dating was like, you know, I don't know if we can do long distance. If they were uncertain about us being able to do long distance, I would not do it. Because like, if they're not sure about it, then like I wouldn't want to even attempt to do it. But I'm not opposed to it. Like I would probably try it out if the person wasn't super far away. Like long distance meaning like the same country. Not like I'm in North America and you're in Europe. Like that's just, that's too far away, right? If I can't drive to you, then that's just like way too far. But, like, if we're talking, like, New York versus, you know, maybe, I don't know, Texas, whatever. Like, that's, it's a long drive. It's probably a long flight, too. I don't know. I've never been in Texas before. But, like, I'm just sure it's it's shorter than being in different countries. So, I would try long distance in the same country, but not long distance in different countries or different continents or whatever. Yeah, I was also thinking, like, somewhere in the U.S. or maybe even, like, for me... New Jersey would be considered long distance. If, yeah. Because I, I don't have the time, um, a lot of free time to, like, I don't know, unless the person comes to me more often. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think even, like, I would probably say, and this, is, this might be a stretch, but, like, upstate, it's kind of long distance. Like, depending on where you're going upstate, it's, it could be, like, a long drive. So it just kind of depends. Like, I think the term long distance is kind of, it's very subjective to whoever is using it. Like, it could be maybe, you know, a few hours drive. It can be, you know, 12 hours a day, whatever. So it kind of just depends on how you think, how you describe long distance. Yeah. Okay, let's talk a little bit about marriage. So do you kind of feel pressure to be married, at, like, you know, because you're a woman, like, do you feel as though, like, your biological clock is ticking? Like, you must get married before this age? Or, you know, like, are you kind of, like, wherever life leads me, I will go? No, oh, I don't like the wherever life leads me, that's where I'll <laughs> go. <laughs> I, I like to organize and plan. I know life, you can't really do that with life. But I just envisioned myself, like, 25, 26 was the time that I would like start settling down and I'm like turning 23 in July so it's like oh maybe I should like maybe hire because I'm like oh I'm nowhere ready to like settle down for like marriage um, at this point I don't know if I will in like two years from now but definitely it's like a conversation I think it started maybe when I was like 14 I'm sorry 14 19 <laughs> um where like my parents relatives um, older people that I know that I have in my life, like family, friends, they already start like questioning, oh, are you seeing someone? Oh, I have someone for you. Do you think it's time for you to settle down? Stuff like that, basically. And um, I don't know. I just don't let it get to me. I don't, It's not something that I'm prioritizing right now. I know it's something important. And because of my culture, it's like a big, it's like a commandment, like to get married and have kids. Mm -hmm. So... Um, and it's something that I think I do want eventually, but just not right now, like the rest of my community is doing. I do not feel pressure to get married anytime soon. I mean, you know, I just feel like when I'm ready, I'll be ready. Like, I just, I don't feel pressure to kind of like settle down anytime soon. And I mean, it doesn't mean that I'm not open to it. If I find the right person and I feel as though we're really kind of connecting and like, we can probably, you know like have a future make a future together whatever then maybe 
I won't mind settling down at 24, 25. I don't feel the pressure at all. You know, I don't feel pressure to get married or to have children. I know I've been thinking a lot about just people who have women who have children and they hate, they hate children. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to be there. You know, women who say, you know, I love, I love what I love my children, but I hate being a mom. And I'm just like, that's like, that's really wild because it's like, you're kind of stuck being a mom forever. Like you never get to retire that role to, you know, to be persuaded to have children and not like, you know, being a mother. It's like, that's a lot, you know? So I just never want to be in that place. Yeah. And I, I see with my friends, um, most of them have children now and like, it, it's difficult, um, making time for me the single friend and like like things like going out at night they have to get a babysitter and that is expensive and then just like many times my friends have to cancel because their kid wasn't feeling well like stuff like that I mean I I'm really happy that they have kids and they seem to be happy that they have kids like I get my you know dopamine whenever I <laughs> hang out with them um but yeah, it's definitely like we're we're definitely on different pages, but I hope that doesn't, you know, play a factor into our friendship. But that's something that I don't think as a almost twenty three year old like now that I would be ready for and something that I want right now. I I think sometimes people kind of or maybe younger adults, they kind of idealize, um, like marriage and having a family and it's like oh i have a cute little family whatever things will go well and it's like i think there's so much that goes into trying to not only be married but also raise children together like it's a lot that goes into it it's not just like let's just have a family let's just kind of do this whatever it'll be okay it's like a lot that kind of goes into managing schedules managing each other's you know time and making time for each other within a marriage and still trying to raise your children like it's it's a lot and so i guess i'm just kind of I'm not hesitant, but I'm very conscious of the fact that, like, marriage isn't like, I love you, let's get married. It's just way more intricate than than what a lot of people think it is. Yeah, definitely. It's, I think, like, maybe you experience the same thing just by being religious. And just the way marriage is, like, presented to us is, like, I feel, like, different than, like, people that are not religious. Right. Going back a little bit to dating for a second. Do you like would you be willing to live with your partner before you guys got married? No. Because I don't know, just my experience with friends who lived with their partner, they never ended up getting married. Maybe like one or two have, but it's just like seeing the dynamics, it's just like you're basically married and then they prolong actually getting married because like there's nothing different besides for that paper and the ring you know the the contract the big wedding that's the only thing that's missing they're doing everything that they would do in a marriage so yeah and also like going back to the thing that we said before like with like the quote-unquote men can't control themselves um when it comes to sex i think for people that do not want to have sex before marriage, living with their partners, something that I don't think is in the books for them. It's, I've never heard anyone who lived with their partner and did not have sex with them. Right. And, you know, I've heard people say, you know, like, well, you, 
if you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. Like you don't have to sex, have sex with your partner if y'all are living together. But I feel like the temptation is just so much more greater when you're kind of with them all the time, like in this one space. Like it's even harder to be like, you know, what on, on late nights when y'all are like Netflix and and chilling, whatever. But things to not kind of you know escalate to a different point because y'all are just together like in that same space. And so, like I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying that it makes things way harder than it has to be. Yeah, and that's also something I was, like, thinking, like, on my list of boundaries. Like, would I even, like, go over to their house late at night, like, to watch a movie or something? Because I hear from my friends who who date um, that it's really hard for them after, like, a year into a relationship and they're... They are physical, but they don't have sex. They constantly say it's really hard for them. Sometimes they, like, they have to, like control themselves in a way they're like no we told ourselves we're not doing this before marriage so yeah that's also something like i i think about Mm -hmm. i think it's also harder because it's like once you're kind of like once y'all once once y'all have been really together for a long time it's like maybe y'all looking towards engagement and so it's like if we're gonna get engaged if we're gonna get married like why wait you know we're almost there anyway might as well just kind of do it it's we're almost there so I think that's kind of why it becomes harder to kind of wait, even though y'all have been together for a while. It's like the, it's the time, like okay, we're we're almost there anyway. We're almost at the um, at the end zone. So like, why not do it? Nothing is going to change. Yeah, but I don't know if my parents were legit and saying the truth when they were telling me this as a kid. But they're like, yeah, sometimes guys they say like, even when they're engaged to the girl, they're like, we're engaged at this point. Let's just do, it. and then the girls do, and then the guys end up breaking it off. Oh. And I'm like, I don't know if that's true or that was their way of them scaring me so that I don't do this. But I mean, it could definitely be a thing. Yeah. One thing I always say, like I've, you know, I've told my friends is that like there are two things that I want to do before I get married. It's get pre-engagement counseling and pre-marital counseling. I think pre, I think pre-engagement is even more important because once once you're engaged, it's like, oh, you know, we're engaged. Like that's we're almost there, you know. But I think, like, before you get engaged, it's even more important, too, because, you know, you need to kind of know, are we even compatible? Like, should we even get engaged in the first place? Like, so I'm really kind of like an advocate for pre-engagement counseling, but also pre-marital counseling. Yeah, for sure. I definitely had, like, a friend do that with her partner. And, you know, sometimes counseling, the agenda is, like, for the couple to break up Mm -hmm. and that definitely was for them um they weren't they weren't compatible and other stuff but it's i think it's really healthy for anyone to seek therapy and definitely for for couples there's so much stuff you don't know about yourself i personally got myself a relationships therapist and i'm learning things about myself that i didn't know so I feel like there'll be so much more when it's two people you know that is really cool i feel like in another life i probably would have been like maybe um a relationship or dating coach because i feel like i'm really interested in this this type of topics but that's like really how long have you been seeing your um your relationship therapist for for two months yeah oh whoa okay that's really cool i just have a regular therapist i mean nothing is wrong with a regular therapist but you know your sounds real way cooler than mine. <laughs> I, I got both. <laughs> I I am showered with therapy. There you go. And you're becoming a therapist too, so I think that's like the best best of both worlds right now. Yeah. Definitely. 
Okay, I want to kind of end up with some more quick fire questions. But before we get there, one last, I guess, question on the topic of marriage. Do you believe in like this whole like gender essentialism? Like, you know, men are are biologically a certain way, which is why they have to do this. They have to take on this certain this certain role in life as men or, you know, do you think that it's kind of like just us trying to trying to um combine gender and sex like because you are a male you must act like a man because you are a woman because you're a female you must act like a woman like do you think that a lot of these like these these roles gendered roles are really just us it's really just society's pressure to kind of confine confine to different positions or different roles in relationship yeah i think it's society and religion you know um in the the torah and the bible like they teach so much about the woman's role in the house and, you know, in life and the men's role. And with, you know, society and media, with television, they emphasize this all the time. But I feel like times are changing right now. And we have men who want to be stay-at-home dads and women who want to take more of, like, a, a masculine role and, you know, don't want to have kids maybe or, you know, prioritize their their um, career before anything else so those are some of my thoughts on that mm-hmm. yeah I've kind of I you know I'm still kind of trying to parse through my thoughts on this because a part of me is like mm, maybe there is some sort of biological component to the way in which general roles work but then I'm also like maybe there isn't like maybe it's just us trying to like force things to be you know, because I think this this same sort of ideology is used to kind of say that, oh, women cannot take on certain jobs. Women deserve less pay. And so, you know, I'm like, okay, so like, I think it's been used to kind of discriminate against women and even other genders. But at the same time, I'm like, is there a truth to this type of ideology? Is there any type of like research or proof behind, you know, men and women being essentially different? Yeah, I feel like with, like with the jobs thing, like, it's a known fact in, with biology that, you know, men have more testosterone. They're, you know, physically stronger than women unless, you know, a woman works on building her strength. So, like, certain jobs with, like, lifting heavy things and stuff like that, like, yeah, a woman could work those jobs if, you know, she works on building her muscles and being on, I guess, the same level as a man in that department. But, you know, it's generally, like, stereotype that certain jobs are more for men and but even like the more quote-unquote feminine jobs like oh a teacher you know you're you're very nice and sweet and they usually categorize that for like a woman to have that job you know take care of kids but there's so many men that are teachers as well and they're amazing at it exactly yeah all right, some last questions, some more general, I guess, quick fire questions. Um, so, do you think it's possible for men and women to be just friends? No. <laughs> growing up, <laughs> growing up, my dad would tell me this all the time, and I'll be like, "There's no way." Like, if you're not attracted to the, to the person, like, what's the difference between you being friends, a girl being friends with a girl? Um, but then 
growing up, I realized, like, okay, yes, maybe I'm not attracted to this guy, but he may be attracted to me, and then mm-hmm. that's it. Friendship mm-hmm. is over. I don't think it could be platonic after that. And there's always, always one person has feelings for the other, so I do not think that a woman and a man could be friends. So I guess I'm going to kind of... I'm going to kind of maybe contradict myself a little bit. I did say in one of my earliest episodes that they cannot be friends. But, but I kind of, I don't know. I'm not as sure as I was before on that. And here's why. Because I feel like, yes, it is true that like one part, one party might, might, you know, most times have feelings for the other person, right? But like, if that's kind of discussed, and it's discussed like, okay, you know what? Yeah, maybe you do like me, but like, it's never gonna happen. Like, we're always gonna be be friends. Like, I will never ever date you. Maybe they can still like, maybe they can still be friends. Like, I I feel like you know, if the woman does kind of, um, address, you know, her true intentions, like you know, you may like me, but I don't want to date you ever. I'm not gonna like string you along, and they're on the same page. Then it's up to the guy to decide if he wants to still be friends with her, knowing that she'll she'll never date him, and so. I think, like, maybe they can be friends, but maybe they'll never be the type of friends that, like, they'll never have the type of closeness that, you know, two people of the same gender might have. Like, things I would talk to my girlfriends about, I wouldn't talk to my best guy friend about, even though we're just friends. Yeah, I I have two things to say. One is, um, I know people that, you know, make that boundary clear, like, the girls make it clear, like, I don't want to date you, like, when they're aware that the guy has feelings for them. Mm -hmm. But in the end, they end up dating, and then it ends up, you know, falling apart. (laughs) Or it ends up working out, but I feel like it's really hard for, like, girls to, you know, respect their own boundaries, and then Mm -hmm. guys, you know, not pressuring them. They're like, well, just give it a try, just give it a try. And then the other thing is, is that I definitely agree with, like, you're not you can't be like 100% open when you already know that the other person finds you attractive. Like I personally, when I was younger, I did have plenty of guy friends and like close friends. And then when one of them, you know, told me that he likes me and I'm just like, well, I just wanted to tell you about how I like this guy. And now I can't tell you that. (laughs) So like, there's like certain things I'm like, oh, I can't be 100% open with you anymore because, you know, I'm aware that you have feelings for me. So yeah, it's, definitely a slippery slope but I was like thinking right now like what about like work friends like you know how people say oh that's my work wife that's my work husband like if I feel like if they don't take the friendship so much outside of work maybe occasionally like the happy hour and like when you hang out with other co-workers like if they're not alone I feel like like I still think that they could be friends um what do you think yeah I think I agree with you I think the boundaries just have to be really clear because like you said they can't be like they can't be isolated by themselves like isolated situations like that'd be like in groups or whatever and they I think like in terms of communication it can't be like any late night communication late night communication like oh and it has to only be work-related stuff like I don't want you texting me like 11 o'clock at night like what are you doing like why are you texting me for and especially if they're both married, like if you're married, like why are you texting me late night? Like that's just that's just weird. Yeah, that's definitely like a big thing. Like 
like I mentioned before, like, all my close friends are married. And, like, I see, like, when there's, like, other single people around, like, how they, like, get a little maybe flirty or, like, joke with, like, my female friend's husbands, like, Mm -hmm. other girls. And I'm like, ooh, that is really weird. Like, I always, like, even with, like, my friend's partners, like, when, when they're not married, I... I have, like, the, you know, boundary, like, even, like, with my religion, like, girls and guys are not supposed to touch, really. I don't keep that, um, like, that commandment, but I would definitely, like, not, like, give, like, my friend's husband a hug every time I see them. Like, maybe, like, something happens, like, high five or fist bump or whatever, but, like, I don't know, I don't think that's appropriate, and when I see, like, other girls do that, like other people's partners i'm like Ooh, i don't like that <laughs> mm. yeah i mean i don't i wouldn't i i would not initiate contact with married men like just at all like you know even if you're my friend's husband boyfriend unless it's something like related to my friend like oh we're planning a birthday party for my friends so i need to know you know what's your thoughts on it but like i'm not gonna be texting you hi how are you like unless okay un- unless we were friends before my other friend, like, if I was, if I, okay, if I have a best guy friend, right, and he's dating this other girl, and then we all become friends, then, like, maybe it's, like, a little bit okay to me to be, like, okay, you know, but I'm even, even then, if they're married, it's, like, I, it's still kind of, like, no, like, I'm not gonna be talking to you, even if we were friends before, you know, I met your girlfriend, who is now friends with me as well, and I think, like, every, if you're married, that, like, every person's friend, every, okay, how do I, how do I say this, if I'm married to someone, right, Every friend that my guy, that my husband makes after we're married has to be my friend too. Yeah. Like, I have to know them too. Like, if you're going to be hanging out with this girl that you, that you, I don't know. And like, why are you hanging out with this girl for if you're married though? Like, why? But like, if y'all are hanging out, I need to know that y'all, that we're all friends together. Like, I have to be there too because like, I don't, I don't like this type of like, okay, you know, I can have a best, a best friend, a best girlfriend if we're married. Like, Okay, what do you think about that? Do you th- do you think that people can have like best friends of the same sex and still be married to their partner? I mean, the opposite sex. Re- yeah, best friends of the opposite sex and still have like you know someone that they're married to. Like, is that kind of like a point of conflict having someone that you kind of talk to on a daily, but they're not your husband? I don't. I don't think that's appropriate. Like, why can't you go about whatever you talk to this? guy friend to your partner to your husband right yeah i like i personally had like a really close guy friend when i was a teenager and then he started dating this girl who was i was actually also like acquainted with and like friendly with and i think like once they started met um dating um they like i kind of like i'm like okay like i'm gonna step back a bit because you know he has a girlfriend now and yeah, I don't think there's, I just, like, I know, I trust myself, my friends trust me, if you ask them, like, oh, would you, like, leave your apartment for, like, 20 minutes with your husband and me in the room, you have nothing to worry about, but I don't think I trust other girls or men <laughs> when it comes to doing that. Yeah, I mean, I think you brought up an interesting point, though, kind of, if you have, like, a best best friend of the opposite sex if they're dating somebody else or married to somebody else you kind of like you respect their relationship and you kind of step aside like we have been best friends but now you're dating somebody you're married to somebody like i'm no longer like i no longer have the same same 
level of importance that I had before because your wife or your girlfriend is now the priority. Yeah, and like, I hear people say like, oh, that really hurt my feelings. Like, we've been friends for so long and now they're kind of like, you know, telling me, oh, goodbye. Um, I think there's nothing wrong with that. I feel like I would be more heartbroken if it was a female friend kind of breaking up with me than than a male friend saying like, listen, I'm dating or I'm, I'm about to propose or whatever it is. I'm like, we can't be as close as we were before. Like, I totally get that. I had a few guys tell me that in the past. And that's one of the reasons why now I, I wouldn't say I have guy friends. I have guy acquaintances because I, yeah. I just don't let it get to that point where I'm like close on them, especially now where every other day someone else is getting engaged. So like, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, it doesn't like hurt my feelings. I think it's normal. Yeah. All right. So one last question, I think, before we end. What is your biggest deal breaker? Biggest dating deal breaker? I don't know. Um, I feel like I could take this anyway. <laughs> like, but like, I guess like related to like the, the topics that we had. I think like just someone who respects my boundaries is like a big, big deal for me. So if someone who doesn't take that seriously, that's like a deal breaker. Yeah, I I agree with that one. I mean, I'm trying to think if I have another one that's not similar to yours. Maybe someone who can't communicate with me, just like doesn't talk or doesn't communicate in any way because... I would get really annoyed very easily. Like, if you can't tell me something and you're just not, like... You just If you're just moving in silence and we're together, I'm going to get really annoyed by that because it's like, why can't you talk to me? Like, if we're in a relationship, why can't you communicate with me? If you're annoyed and you just become really petty and, like, very um passive-aggressive and you can't tell me why you're, why you're mad at me or annoyed at me, then, like, it's going to be a big deal-breaker for me. Yeah, definitely. Being open with, like, your emotions and how you feel is very important it's important to communicate in a relationship it's like a, a big factor that plays a role and that's kind of among the other like other deal breakers like of course cheating lying like you know if you cheat or you lie it's like i'm not am i gonna stay like in dating if you're cheating and you're lying and we're dating like why do i why would i even stay like there's no reason for me to stay we have no children together we're just dating like why would i stay and so in marriage, I'm kind of like, that's a different story for me. I think I'm, I would be more lenient towards, I would be less willing to just divorce someone if I put a lot of time and energy into our, our marriage, whatever, right? But I think like if we're dating, there's like no strings attached. Yeah, but I think like with like cheating and, you know, someone who's maybe emotionally or physically abusive, I feel like those are given for anyone. But, Absolutely. Um, it's definitely harder to just walk away when you're, you know, in a way tied down to the person when you're married. But or even have children. Like, children, that's a different story, too, because it's like, it's like a permanent bond for you because you, you always have children with that person. Yeah, you're, you're definitely going to be um, in that, each other's lives one way or another when you have kids. But, you know, that's why we, we are going into this field, you know. Something I'm definitely taking into consider- consideration, maybe, like, marriage counseling you know I feel like it's it's a it's a big thing a lot of people don't 
don't do that like the premarital um, counseling with your partner. Yeah, it's, it's definitely something that could really help make or break a relationship, having that open communication, having like a non-biased person, you know, hear you out and, you know, give you advice, but not really give you advice. But Mm-hmm. Yeah. That last part is important, that non-biased person, because I mean, with your family, it's like, they're always going to take your side, regardless. I also, I see family members where the mom takes, you know, the, not their daughter's side, but, you know, the, the boyfriend or whatever, they're like, oh, I really like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and they kind of don't want their daughter to, you know, let go of that person, but, yeah, generally the family would take your side, um, and sometimes... If they don't like the person, they're going to just, you know, talk bad about your partner and make, do all these things to, like, break you guys up. Uh, having that non-biased person is really important. Yep, yep, exactly. Okay. I don't know. Do you want to do one more question or are you good? Like, I know I have, like, a few more questions left. I said that was the last one, but... No, I could talk about this all day, so go for it. Okay, so... Final, final, final question. <laughs> if you could ask your date only one question, what would it be? Hmm. I feel like I should ask my relationship therapist this. <laughs> I think um, an important question is, where do you see yourself in like five or ten years? Mm-hmm. I think that way you could get an idea of what the person's values are, um, you know, where they see themselves, do they have, like, big ambitions, do they, and do these things, like, align with you and what you envision for yourself in five to ten years, so that's, that might, might be the question that I would ask. That's a good question. I think I, I might ask them, um, what would our roles be if we were to get married? It's kind of, it's a bit of a forward question, especially if it's like the first date. But like, I just want to know, you know, if we're dating, you know, if we're dating, we have different intentions and we have like different perceptions of what it would be to be in a marriage. Then like, let's just talk about it right now. Instead of waiting, you know, years and however long to figure out if we're on the same page. So I'd be like, okay, so what do you envision my role to be or your role to be, our role to be if we were to get married? Would I be the one just, you know, staying home all day? You know, would you be the one staying home all day? Would would both of us be working? Like, what do you kind of see our roles in the future being? Yeah, I feel like that is also definitely connected to to my question. But, yeah, I feel like these two questions, they really scare off people. Absolutely. (laughs) And that's a good thing. That's a really good thing, though. Yeah, I was about to say it's a good thing because you realize what their intentions are with you. And um, sometimes it's heartbreaking. Sometimes it's just like, oh, I could maybe see myself, you know, settling down with this person one day. And then they're like, oh, whoa, that question. I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) goodbye. (laughs) Wrong answer. Wrong answer. Try again. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you have any, like, last comments before we end? Yeah. um, I'm curious, like, what's your thoughts on online dating or dating apps hmm hi you can't be asking this question this hard question at the end like this is a hard question to answer at the end i feel like we could have a whole nother podcast on this topic (laughs) exactly but um i'll give give y'all the cliff notes or whatever i'm not opposed to online dating 
However, after watching a lot of Lifetime movies, I am low-key scared, not gonna lie. I'm <laughs> I'm scared of being catfished. I'm scared of low-key meeting someone that's actually a stalker. Like, I have... And I know it's not super common in the dating world. Um, stories that you do hear about people who are, like, you know, end up being stalking their, their dating partners, whatever. It's not, like... It's very few in number. But still... Still, the, those few occasions are enough to scare me away. So, I'm not opposed to it. But... I would rather meet someone in person first. Yeah, like for me, I was afraid for the longest time. I was just like, I don't even know this person. Like, I would usually like try to be like, oh, what's your Instagram? Let me see if I have someone in common. Like, it made me feel mm-hmm. a little safer. Like, okay, they're they're a real person, and like the likelihood of uh, them putting me in harm is low. But you know, I I always like let my sisters or my parents know, like, okay, I'm going out to this place. And, yeah, I'll, I'll check in with you when I arrive and when I'm on my way home. But, I don't know, but my opinion on it is, like, I feel like people on the apps don't take, like, they, yes, people do, like, find someone they want to be in a relationship and eventually settle down. I definitely mm-hmm. have uh, a friend who got married that way, but, like, through a dating app. But, like, in my experience... Even when I'm just chatting with them, they're like, what are you looking for? And I'm just like, a relationship. And they're like, ooh, I don't have time for that. I want something more casual. And I'm just like, okay. So I don't I don't know. It's, I feel like it's really hard to like find someone on a dating app that would want to settle down eventually. Absolutely. Did you watch the um Tinder Swindler that that whole entire thing on Netflix? Cause that was that was crazy. Do you know the show? I'm forgetting the name of it. Where this guy marries this woman, and she like two days after the wedding, she like sweeps him out with all his like money and like. No. That's like a lot. Like that's like what she does. Like as a profession, she marries people. And she takes on different identities, like different accents and everything, and then a few days after the wedding, she just like steals them with all their all their money from like their bank accounts and everything. Oh my gosh! That means wow. like <laughs> even like when I'm settled down and married to a person, I'm like I don't even think I'll give them like large amounts of money. I don't even know if like I want to share a bank account. A lot of people. Oh, that's a good, right? Yeah, I. Okay, yeah, this is gonna be the last one. I, I can't. We're gonna go forever because we can keep on talking forever, honestly, right? But this is a really good thing you just said, like the whole sharing bank bank account stuff. Like, I think I would share bank accounts, but also have my own. I would share bank accounts, kind of pay for like large expenses, like the bills, rent, whatever. But I would, ha- I'll still kind of have my own. Just in case. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll have one with, like, a joint account, but not, like, with a large amount of money. Like, maybe, mm-hmm. like, 20% of my income and 20% of my partner's income goes mm-hmm. into that joint account, and it'll pay for, like you said, the bills, maybe things for, like, the kids and stuff. Um, but, yeah, it's also something, like, I think about, like, I mean, I don't want to think that I don't trust the person I'm marrying, mm-hmm. but... I think that would be a way of me showing that I do trust you. <laughs> exactly. Because money is really important. Because, I mean, I just... 
you can easily just become broke really quickly and so that's something i would not play with at all yeah i didn't think that it's so easy to go broke but you know grad school has shown me that <laughs> <laughs> it's way easier than you think than you think it is I, a lot of people say you know you're always like one paycheck away from being you know from being homeless or whatever and it's like when you think about it it's like whoa that's kind of true like just like one big thing has to happen maybe some someone loses someone dies in your family or maybe you have this huge injury or accident and it's like all of a sudden you're out here like dang i don't have money like i'm barely making it right now i can be homeless tomorrow like it's Mm -hmm. it's that deep yeah makes us appreciate and thank god for what we have exactly absolutely i feel like the topic with like dating and religion is just Every weekend, if I go to my friend's house and stuff like that, it's just something we always talk about. It's It, like, never gets old. Um, I don't know, like, it's just, it's an ongoing conversation. I think, it also with our age, like, like I mentioned, like, all my friends are married, so it's, like, pretty much, like, everything that we talk about. <laughs> I'm kidding, we're not that shallow. But, uh, <laughs> but it is, um... It is something that comes up in conversation quite often, basically. It's always relevant, always. It's it's interesting because it's literally my my third podcast episode or maybe fourth on it. So it's like at this point, like I this is slowly turning into a relationship and dating podcast because it's all I talk about here. But it's interesting to me. So I think that's kind of why it's always being brought up. Yeah, I also find it interesting. And I feel like my friends take quite a lot of pressure a pleasure sorry <laughs> from um hearing my my dating experiences because most of them they didn't need to use dating apps and get set up by people to to meet their spouse they just happened to meet them when they were like 18 19 or even younger so yeah they definitely love to hear my stories <laughs> I'm, okay, I just got a new another idea, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go on it. But what, what I will say is that maybe we can talk about it next time. Also, um, soulmates, like the idea of there there being one person for you for the rest of your life, because that's like something I think about a lot. So, I would want to hear your thoughts on that too, because that's really a big topic. I think with a lot of people when it comes to dating, like just a lot of those things around soulmates and whatnot. But yeah, yeah, I, I love that. I I definitely could even bring like my religious perspective on it because there's we talk about it in the kabbalah i don't know if you know what that is but it's like do i even know what that is it's like a (laughs) it's like mystical um things like um like deep things and i don't even know (laughs) but yeah i definitely have an opinion on this so i'd love to talk about that in another podcast I legit cannot wait for our next um next joint episode. Me too. This was a lot of fun. Same here. And thank you for deciding to come on. You know, I think I definitely could have had you on sooner, but you know, life, school, life again, but <laughs> I feel like for me it's like school life, school again. <laughs> Before we end, Haya, please um tell us where we can follow you or um learn more about what you're doing. Yeah. For sure. My personal one is my full name, Chaya.Mushka. It's spelled C-H-A-Y-A dot M-U-S-H-K-A. And then I have a mental health 
account where I share, you know, useful coping skills, some education on certain disorders, and small things that people message me that they're struggling with, and I, I just share. So that one is called Healing with Haya. You guys definitely go follow Haya on all her social media platforms. I'm going to um link them in the description box or show notes. And thank you guys for listening today. Please be sure to follow and rate this podcast on Spotify and or Apple Podcasts. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye.